Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know whether to laugh or to cry, but it is time for the last ever... This is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie Easton, Chris Mendel is part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off. Well, well, well. Here we go. It's been. F- 40 episodes in the making. Uh, welcome to the Sound of Succession. I'm Jamie East. And I am Chris Mandel. And we are 40 for 40 on surviving any lawsuits from HBO. So far. <laughs> Wait till I sing the Game of Thrones theme tune. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. Hey, we did it. Um, it is uh, 20 past 11 on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, the 29th of of May. Um, what time do you watch it? You've literally, it's still fresh Just watched mind, it. Right? Yeah, I just watched it. I had to go and shower afterwards because I just felt so unclean from all the corporate <laughs> backstabbing. Uh, but yeah, kind of like nine, like nine o'clock we yeah, watched it. I did um, it at uh, quarter to six. I've already been on Five Live this morning and Sky News yeah. like, a, like a media whore that I am. Tell everyone about the, you've been on doing the rounds today, right? Talking about succession and also hopefully the podcast right yeah yeah right yeah always about the podcast always. it's always weird these things because you get to um people want you to talk about it but don't want you to talk about it you know yeah it's, it was the same when thrones ended it's like you gotta come on write a think piece do me an article oh no spoilers don't ever give anything away and it's, it's kind of impossible to do other than to say you know what i did say was and i think you you said it, pretty much exactly the same thing as i said to rick edwards the plane was landed perfectly on the runway. It was yeah. a sublime hour and a half of yeah. television. We have been talking quite a lot about endings. They're really hard. I have been trying for a long time to really rehabilitate people to sort of think of endings as maybe not the best bit of a show. Mm-hmm. Like the middle's always really good. The, sort of landing it, figuring it out, trying to sum it up is really hard. And I I think historically, like, you know, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, like people just kind of went, uh, that's not what I wanted to happen or that's not what I predicted would happen. It's not how I imagined in my mind. Exactly. And I, I think Succession had a really difficult job. I mean, it's really interesting to your point about like when we, you do TV spots, you talk about the show, like, all the only way that people really have been writing about succession in the last few weeks has been who's going to win. And we've been trained for weeks now to know that's not what this show is about. And that's not really what it's interested in. That's just how you get all the characters in the room. And so it's, it's interesting. I'd be interested to see what the reaction is like. I haven't been online. Like I haven't been on Instagram or Twitter or really, because I haven't had time. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah. I think they did an amazing job. 
I do too. I asked, I asked kind of dragon casters who got up early to watch it for their, for their thoughts. Lots of memes of that, that shocked face, uh, Australian idol with the guy with the big mouth. Um, yeah. yeah <clears throat> that was from, that was from baby Hodor. Uh, Helen Tope, random, uh, tearfully saluting. Uh, Julia says there's never going to be a happy ending. As Logan said, they were not serious people. Um, Ed Foster, brilliant, absolutely nailed it. Ronnie said, uh, Ronnie Max saying, oh, geez, it's not that I didn't like the episode, but it felt a bit rushed. I think a lot of plot lines are ignored, like Greglet being inside of both sides yet gets nothing. Not quite sure that's the case. Uh, Jerry, with what she had on Roman, Kendall's rise and fall again so quickly, question mark. But there was, but uh, Helen raised a good point, and I, it was something I tweeted late Friday night, almost as a kind of like jokey afterthought. There's a website called Nameberry. Dot com, which I've never heard of in my life. Okay. I've never heard of the lady uh, in question. And I'm about to play the clip whereby she goes into and uncovered this, unearthed this amazing nugget. And she said that there are many reasons why uh, writers give characters name, give characters quite straightforward names, like simple, right. simple yeah. names. Roy. Roy means king. You know, blah, blah, blah. Steve, that's why Jack Reacher, Tom Maverick or whatever the fuck it was called. All of it, everyone has quite boring names in films. So she said, which is why whenever there's a really unusual name, you should pay really close attention <laughs> to it. You should pay right. really close attention to it. And this is what she had to say about a certain man called Tom Wamsgens. Wamsgens is a very rare German surname. Gans means goose in German, and the Wams part of the surname comes from the Gothic given name Wamba, which means big paunch. Wamba also shares roots with the English word womb. Taken all together, we can interpret Wamsgans to mean goose with a big belly, pregnant goose, or most likely a goose down vest or coat, since a coat or vest would cover that part of the body. But all of this is just background information. None of it relates to who Tom is as a character. No, the real reason he was given the last name Wamsgans is because of this guy. This is Bill Wamsgans, an MLB player during the early 20th century. He is remembered for one thing, and that is completing the only unassisted triple play in World Series history. He took out three players at once in what is essentially the finale of baseball. It's no coincidence that Tom shares a surname with Bill Wamsgans, so you have to wonder if Tom will complete an unassisted triple play and take out all three of the Roy siblings to become the leader of Waystar Royco in the succession finale. There you go. Nameberry yeah. uh, had it. it like, Tom, and this is why I wanted to play this, not because it's like, ah, someone got it right, ha ha ha, more that it shows that this was always going to be the play, that if that's yeah. if that is the case, and it seems very difficult for it not to be real, um, and for that theory not to be bang on the money, if that is the case, then fair play to Jesse because this was always going to yeah. be the, what happened. I, I think there's two things I want to mention really quickly, which is someone who got in touch to say it did feel rushed. I mean, I do get the impression that to conclude it on a, on the fourth season came late in the game. I think that's why we have an, a 90 minute finale. I think that's why last episode we didn't talk about this really, but. They do all the funeral and then there's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes of extra storyline that's like happening later. Like that I think would have probably been in another episode. And I think okay. you can see yeah. a little bit of, a, you can see like, oh, we maybe would have got more Jerry. We would have maybe got more Greg playing both sides if this had stretched to a fifth season. But yeah. I think even even that, um, that clip you played is really interesting because Tom has got the CEO job. Whether yeah. he got it by 
taking on all the siblings. I'm not sure. Like it's one of his skills seems to have been his passive ability to not even declare whether art is good or not in front of well, there was his the, potential I mean, new boss, right? Well, I mean, they were there at dinner um, with Greg looking over from afar and 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 Matson was like, okay, come on, pitch me. He hadn't even prepared anything. He had no idea this was even... He was just trying to save his ass and he just wanted to kind of like stay at yeah. ATN. He had no idea yeah. he was even in the running, but w- within a second, he was like, fuck it. Okay, let's do this. And he's um, he's honest, right? Like, okay, here's what I can do. I'm I'm a good manager. Yeah. I'm not I'm not the sort of the persona. I'm not on the cover of time. I worry even when about he, things. Yeah. Even when he overthrew the election on that newspaper graphic last week, he didn't even get enough credit for that. He was like, I was the one that that did that. And you know, last yeah. week he was stewing over it. But I thought Shiv is, has definitely this episode, I think last episode as well, been dunking on him. Well, so she thought she was calling him like, uh, you know, fathomless. And she was saying like, um, like an highly interchangeable modular part to Lucas. Mm. Yeah. She thought she was dunking on him, but she's actually been selling him to this guy. He doesn't want Shiv who, you know, is the one breathing down his neck saying like the India numbers, you need to drop them now. Like don't drop them tomorrow, drop them now. I think he realized like Tom might be the guy and he, he didn't get there through like forcing his way in. He got there from like passive ambient, like incompetence. And also that's very uh, easy to mold, isn't it? Past three episodes, he's been the only person I've seen doing any work. I know. You know? Hey, do you know what? It really spoke to me. Look what you can achieve when you get a good night's sleep. (laughs) He got his eight hours. He got his eight hours with them. Woke up and and was king. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I loved that it went down this way. I think, yeah, framing it as like Tom one is kind of like, mm, you know, cause we, this is the thing we leave them. We don't know where it's going to go from here, but I, yeah, Tom, I think Tom, Tom didn't really win, but what it meant was that the, the kids lost. Yeah. You know, last season where he was like, I've never seen Logan lose. Hmm. It's not that Kendall can't win. He's like, I've just never seen your dad lose. So I'm going with him yeah. this season. I felt like it was a bit of an inverse where he was like, it's not that you guys can win, but I've only seen you lose. So he has yeah. to be diametric to them. And that's what yeah. I thought Greg's involvement in this episode was great, by the way, getting his translator yes. app out. Oh, <laughs> and, and what, what did it call Shiv? It didn't say Shiv, did it? It said something else at live or, it, or something yeah, like it that. Yeah, botched her name. I, oh. we had to pause, I paused it to let read those because I was like, shit, shit, shit. I thought when he came out of the toilet cubicle, which was also like, gold and black, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. I thought they were going to be there being like, we heard all of that. But the thing about him is he did a really smart thing. But again, he bet with the kids. He was like, I'm going to tell the kids. Yeah. Um, Which is, that's the thing Tom knows not to do. But I think Greg, because he's a Roy, he's susceptible to to thinking the family wins. And I think he was susceptible to thinking like, I just want to be part of the quad. He kept using the quad this season, didn't he? And that was his mistake. Yeah, he had all the info and he was a kingmaker. He just inadvertently made Tom the king. You know, he, he, it was just, it was, that was the brilliance of the writing, the plot mm. was that actually had Greg not done what he did, then they wouldn't have, then they would have won the deal. So mm. but he gave them the information to help them, but actually just completely fucked them. Like, also, can we talk about the fact that he's on two hundred thousand yes, dollars a year? Yes, I've written that down. Like, hello, <laughs> a second. I mean, that's like clearly 
that's got to be a relic of him having the papers and holding back a bit of info and having a little bit of power over Tom and, and maybe yeah. Logan. You know, when, remember back in the early days, it was like, could we get Greg a, a cola? Do you remember when he asked? Yeah, Greg? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess didn't he, he, drinking know, neat, didn't he end up drinking neat whiskey or something? Yeah, it was when he... But also I think like, you know, he is the sort of um, the butt of the joke, but he's not like an analyst. He's not an assistant in this company. He's at the bottom of one of the highest rungs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's in the rooms. Um, I thought it was just, I just, I thought that was amazing. I loved it when he, 200 grand. And also he gave Tom a clip around the ear as well. He finally, finally stood up to Tom. And I think that that was a bit of a moment, wasn't it? Well, I honestly thought when it ended, I was like, he's, Tom's going to fuck, like Dom, Tom's going to cut Greg out. I thought I, I, my heart broke when he was giving him the cold shoulder and then he put that sticker on his head. And I was like, I know Tom is the, is the, you know, Lucas calls him, uh, Logan Mac two in this episode, but he, he get, he can do that. He's the inverse. Yeah. He, he doesn't bear Grudges. I mean, there's a few that he's, you know, he's getting rid of Hugo, isn't he? But like keeping oh, Greg was, on. That was, is, that was great. Is Hugo's real... like, hey, let's play. And he was like, have you seen Carolina? He's like, yeah, Car- fucking Ca- 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 yes. Carolina. Yeah. And keeping Jerry on. Jerry, who's got that fat payout from the way she was yeah. fired, keeps that and is now back in the inner circle. I thought it was really, yeah, I really loved that. Um, well, and what, what do you think the takeaway from it all is? Is it that the three kids got their just desserts, that everything everything that they trampled over and did in the run-up that we've seen in the past few years has led, kind of came back and, and bit them on the arse, really, didn't it? Yeah, well... Roman with Jerry, Shiv yeah. with Tom, Kendall with Succession. Roman really freaked out when he saw Jerry, um, which I thought was really interesting. So we were talking, Rob and I had a quick chat about this um, before I jumped on the pod, when did Shiv decide to? Yeah, that was the bit that was a bit kind of like ambiguous for me. With with Roman, it's he saw Jerry and I kind of like, okay, I get him now. Whenever he's with someone that he really mm. truly loves, he goes to pieces. He can't cope with feeling love, which is with yeah. his dad at the funeral, with seeing Jerry. He clearly genuinely loves her. And I think that final shot of him at the bar ordering um, a drink ordering Jerry's drink and smiling was just really touching. He seems in this episode to have come back to earth and is gone. Okay. I'm not in the firm anymore. Like this could be good. And it feels okay. Yeah. feels okay. Something that Shiv's known all along. Ken, not quite there. We'll get that. So in terms of when I think it happened. So I think there's a couple of things that I picked up on, which is when she realized she had the deciding vote. Yeah. That's when she went, Whoa, hang on a minute. And also by this point, she knows Tom, it's, it's choosing between Ken and Tom. Yeah. So when it was Ken and Lucas, I think she was like, she knew where she was coming down. Fuck Lucas, I'm going to take him down. Yeah. And because that was personal, because Lucas hurt her. And then she looks at Tom and she's like, hang on a minute. I've got his kid in my belly. Yeah. I could be, I could be the first lady of, of Waystar. I might not have any power, but soft power but, I'm not, but also she knows that she's not going to have any power anyway, you know, with Kendall. Well, exactly. She, she wouldn't have had it. I also no, I wonder if, if there's part of her that just is like, look, I, I can't, I can't do this. I, maybe I can't do this. I, can't I mean, do this. it was exhausting to watch. It must've been exhausting 
it would have been exhausting for them to have lived through it. I think you're right. Yeah. I'd not picked up on the fact that it was the deciding vote, of course. And also, it was. Yeah. just quickly on that as well, Roman voted before her, and I think she was banking on Roman bottling it. Bottling it. And then she can be the good one. And I think it was this that's the only thing I can think of immediately mm. after watching it. The other thing is just like they talk a good game when they're in their swim shorts and they're making shit concoctions in their mum's kitchen oh. and they're licking the cheese which i mean if we'll you're talk- the, if you're the if you're the pr for branston pickle this morning you must be masturbating like constantly you must be yeah. just like this is the yeah. greatest day ever it's one thing to have those conversations they always have these heart to hearts when no one else is there it's just yeah. them like the bit by the bins at the wedding last year yeah and then they get jolted back into the corporate world where they're 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 sort of they're not just siblings they're sort of colleagues and i think it all goes to shit and i think it's there it's impossible for them to separate like you know the fact that when when they go and have they go to this adjacent room and they're arguing like really arguing it's it, ken's thing is i'm the oldest boy that's <laughs> his defense just, it's me i'm what, the oldest boy yeah Which dad he, told and, me when i was seven and he's not you know, that's the thing. And well, uh, exactly. Connor, you're, exactly. you're not. Um, Connor. Yeah, I think, you know, I I enjoyed all of those moments. Anyone, that, anyone that's got siblings or anyone that's, you know, cousins that you're close to, whatever, will have seen themselves so much in, in this finale. Just the way, you know, you're just horrible to your siblings. Mm. And yet there's just that bond that will just never, you can't even explain a sibling bond to anybody else because you've been through shit. No matter how perfect and idyllic your, your family situation is, you would have been through some shit together. Mm. Un, unspoken shit. They're the only and, people that knows what it's like to be them. Yeah. And I loved, I loved the upside of that, which was the goofiness and the licking of the cheese and just making, <laughs> making George's marvellous medicine in the kitchen, which is yeah. something, you know, we've all poured toothpaste and mouthwash into the sink to mix it with the shampoo yeah. to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. All of that stuff. And, and even the goading Ken into smiling on the little flotella thing out on, out in the sea was just like, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of Brienne's smile when she gets knighted. Mm, that yeah. same kind of like, oh, I can't help it. And, and he yeah. just gave it such a big shit-eating grin. And I remember at that moment looking at the clock and just thinking, ah, oh, fucking hell, there's 45 minutes to go yet. This yeah. is not the end. I kind I of think, wished it was, but it, no. I kept thinking it's one of the, the consistent things with the three and kind of Connor as well is acknowledging that they're not all treated the same by their family and that they can't get over that. And that's what blew up the deal in the conference room. Yeah. You know, Shiv says like, you killed a kid like that. That's, you should be, that should be off the record. You you can't do that. Yeah. And then he sort of goes, well, I didn't actually, I just told you that. I just told you that. And, and, and she's like, okay. And then he goes, worse, which was even, even worse. worse because it's, it's completely not true. He, she knows that's not true. And then he goes, I wasn't even there. I mean, I did drive. I mean, he did die. I mean, I wasn't in the water. You know, it's yeah, just exactly. all of these things. And I think But also they, the fact that he, he was happy for them to think that he'd lie to them about something like that, which made the whole thing actually worse. It was yeah, just like, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, Kendall, shut up, mate. Just shut up. But and it's that was, just, yeah. That, you know, that was the point that Roman, I think, was just like, you know what? none of us are any good 
none of us we're all bullshit that's what he said we're all bullshit well this is and someone was absolutely right listen do you remember this you're such fucking dopes you are not serious figures I love you but you are not serious people once again he was right it just stuff comes up family and work it just doesn't work right no, like don't they, they yeah. the thing that came up that i think has not really come up on the show is sh- the, the, this idea and they're all sort of i think they've all got this um echo of logan when they're in having this argument is they're like well shiv's got like the pure blood because uh ken's kids aren't his which yeah has been implied because we saw Iverson in the season three finale. Like he's not white for lack of a, a more nuanced uh, explanation. Sophie, of course, is Rava's child from another marriage. We have never really had that conversation on the show, I don't think. But what is implied is that Logan doesn't consider them like like in line for the throne, as it were. And that is the, the consequences of that are enraging for a father. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, I, that, that comes out. Him. Yeah, yeah, that he nearly he did, and he almost looked. He was like he was doing a Game of Thrones, yes, um, Oberyn Martell. Yeah, yeah. Or I thought, is he trying to break his nose? I thought it was just oh, but it just all comes out, doesn't it? And it's it's so violent and it's so brutal stuff that we've not as experienced them. We didn't know all of this. We didn't know that these were things that Ken was hung up on. We didn't know that these other kids had it in their back pocket. Yeah, um, no, exactly. But I think they're so at this point they're so desperate to try and not even be on top, but just not be on the bottom. No, precisely. And I think also what it showed was that I think Shiv and Roman both came to a similar conclusion quite quickly that, um, that the grass may be greener on the other side. And, and they, they got a sniff of a future without Waystar Ro- Royco, or at least without this fight. And they kind of went actually i'm going to take that what we saw from kendall was that he had no other play that was his play he had nothing else rather than in state upstate with the kids um jess is leaving him he got colin but well done you know colin's Um, back to his old tricks walking a roy member around the park 10 steps behind at battery park wherever it was yeah and i think that was the final shot really it was and it was a great final shot because it did mirror logan um walking around thinking yeah. what the fuck have i done um yeah i it was it's almost too much to take in at first you know we're not, i'm not going to be as articulate because i normally watch it twice and mm. make notes and have quotes and it and was stuff. longer as well wasn't and it it was, yeah, it was a, lot was a hell of a long uh question for you what was in the drink can you this is like generation game style can you remember the ingredients of the drink <laughs> okay i can remember a few so there was there was tabasco yeah there was milk i think i'm going to go for oat milk yeah there was like oat milk there was uh eggs what was the green, what made, oh, the Branston pickle. Branston pickle. Two eggs. Do you know what I think is really a brilliant, like, detail? Mm. Is that their mum has done all right, yeah. but she's not rich. She's yeah, inherited still, like, a lot. Say, still, like, it was a very British, British fridge, wasn't it? Very British fridge, but also classic Roy's 
there's no fucking food there and they still manage to eat it or ruin it for the next person. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just classic them. They've just, yeah. And they make all this mess and they fuck off. And then doesn't she say to them, like, as they go, she's like, good riddance, go on, get away. When the, pl- when they sort of leave in the yeah. car. Um, I could, uh, shout out to Peter, uh, the panty sniffer, uh, for, oh. for, it turns out the Caribbean clear the air session was nothing more than Peter trying to get his mate to, I know. Play them a PowerPoint presentation. Which Did you just like- hear any details about it? It sounded very similar to Living Plus. It was like retirement homes or something. Yeah. Oh, he's such a great shit character. He was just like, he barely had a line in this. And bless sense. him, though, we found out this episode, he's the one that was putting Roman's eye drops in because Caroline c- can't, can't, can't stand. Guys. Face eggs. Face, Face eggs. eggs. <laughs> she has the most aristocratic british silly things that she says yeah um everything about that character is sort of perfect uh but one of the things that really i loved you know this show really loves its water we saw ken diving straight in right to the sea kids the other two kids aren't so sure they join him eventually we have all this wonderful imagery of like rebirth and the potential and then at the end of the episode he goes to the waterfront and there's this big fence in front of it. You know, it, he was like a caged, can't like a sea lion or something who was like, I used to be free. I was in the pontoon, I was swimming. And now you've got this, these bars across it. And uh, oh, I didn't notice that. That's a good pickup. Yeah. Because every time yeah, he got reborn as the king earlier on in the episode is, yeah. Oh, and he's goodness. always, he's been in, in oceans. You know, we've seen him in infinity pools. We've seen him in spas in season two, constrained. Yeah. And this season he's been in the ocean. He's been a free range Ken. And then yeah. now he's back to watching other people in the ocean or yeah. just knowing he can't go over. Uh, one, um, of the, one of my favourite scenes, uh, which we'll, we'll touch one we should talk about, is, is where they visited the old, where Logan's old house, where Connor oh. and, and Willa, <laughs> oh my God. So Connor, almost perfect. Again, again, l- beautifully wrapped up where we learned that for, amazingly, no one saw it coming. I can't believe. I can't quite believe I'm even saying it. But that uh, Willer is staying in the uh, palatial hundred million, hundred thirty million dollar penthouse, whilst uh, whilst Connor does the does the right does the dutiful thing and goes off to whatever Bratislavian Slovenia, Slovenia I think it was. ambassadorship. Um, and they're going to give this long range thing a try because they think it would really cement cement the relationship. Um, and then when Willer got that little, was it Shiv who, or one of them tapped so on so the you know, said, yeah. just so you know, there's a chance uh, Menken's going to lose this. So that might, might not be happening after all. And she was just like, yeah. you could just see that the realisation was like, ah, oh, <laughs> fuck. Roman called it the two week itch. <laughs> also, I just, you know, I know that like, <laughs> that townhouse is not to everyone's tastes, right? But you do not inherit that. Or you buy that townhouse and go, do you know what this needs is a cowhide yeah. sofa. Two foot long, wasn't it? Or some 10 foot long. The, um, yay. So can I just say something though? The sticker thing. Have you ever come across that before? No. I have. What? I don't know if any of my extended family listen to anything that I do, nor should they. Before my nan died, mm. Dan and Kent, my mum's from Kent. Um, 
I don't know why I'm whispering Kent's quite I well. loved it. I've, I've lent in. I'm, I'm like, oh, this is my, interesting. My mum's brother did mm. exactly that. Or, or my nan. I, I think it may have been my, my uncle or my, or my maybe if my nan suggested it. Mm. And we went down, we used to go down maybe once a year or so. And we went down one year and there were little stickers on, on various pieces of furniture. My nan was still alive. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's and crazy. And they've gone having... around kind of like putting little, like, you know, the little like teacher, like yeah, good, yeah, good yeah, work yeah. red dot. Yeah. Just just putting them on like on little dressing oh tables. And... I guess, I mean, I guess that's what people do. I mean. I mean, it kind of practically speaking, but I mean, if I was Connor and you're there looking at this furniture, you're just like, I don't want any of this stuff. <laughs> what am I going to yeah. do with any? What it's I, crazy, I isn't it? Because it's. It's like, uh, it's a big place and it's everything. We saw glasses, bowls, like yeah. cutlery, like, napkin nothing. rings. Yeah. But it's like, you know, to, to, to refurnish a home, but like top to bottom will take ages and it will cost ages. I know they've got money, but I'm like, yeah. is there really anything wrong with the champagne flutes or the decanters? Like, for goodness sake. Well, also, if better, that stuff if would be worth a fortune. If you're installing a 10 foot long cowhide sofa... Uh, you're not going to want a decanter. I just you? love. Also, we did get confirmation that Willa is working on her new play. Six to eight months it's going to take. Six to eight months for a whole play. <laughs> I mean, I just loved it. I just, I just the thought of her in this sickening, one of the most highly sought after townhouses, like in New York. Yeah, and she's just there drafting her shitty play. Amazing. Um. Uh, Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Um, yeah. And then we did see they were kind of like going through some old old tapes. and Oh, that was so sweet. Genuinely, one of my, one of my favorite moments of the whole series and, and we heard this song we heard this song here I'll sing you one more Bring all the rushes of What is your water? One is one and all alone and evermore shall be so One is one and all alone and evermore shall be so I'll sing you two more Bring all the rushes of What is your trouble? Two, two for the lily white boys clothed all in so that's a song it's like a traditional song called Green Grow the Rushes Out um, which yeah. They they were doing this. It was it was such a. I felt really voyeuristic watching mm. it because they were just. It was being filmed by someone presumably on a phone, like late night. I'm guessing within the past like six months. Yeah, um, Kerry was there. Drinks had been had. Um, everyone was doing. Logan was like getting people to do his bit. There was like Logan kind of did this thing where he reeled off all of the presidents that he's seen off, and the kids had heard that one before because they were finishing the sentences for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then 
but then he got Carl to. Did he sing "Green Grow the Rushes Grow"? But he sang it in in, in the style in a Scottish of, voice, in a sterling accent, in a sterling accent. And <laughs> for me, I just it, it was pretty heartbreaking because you saw that there was real love between Kerry and Logan. Mm. There was real affection that was openly acknowledged by everyone around the table. She was just cuddling him, and she was holding his arm. Oh, very that, sweet. That was beautiful. And then it was there was a it was a nice environment. It was great. It was and they space, were all just kind of like, just, they're all talking openly and honestly. Jerry was there. Like they're all just having fun. And the kids watched it and were just completely broken and confused. They were like, who is this man? Why mm-hmm. is he being like that with these fucking people? Jerry, with Hugo, people? whatever. And, yeah. and, I, and, and, and yet we're the people trying to keep his legacy going. And we never ever got anything anywhere near that from him, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was tough. That was really yeah. Tough. What else have we not seen over the yeah. years? Uh, All I think of those it's solar moments. I was really taken by how the bond between Logan and Connor. I was like, I've never seen them. Yeah, Connor's at his right hand. You yeah, know, he's exactly. like, and but, but what was what was telling was that he was really comfortable in that as well. Mm. And they were both very comfortable in each other's space. He didn't think of him as the, just the fucking dope. Mm. Um, he was just his son because there was yeah. no play involved because, because he knows that Connor's not interested in taking over Waystar or there's exactly. no, none of those that, people, all of that, all of that business stuff is out of the way. He can just be in the company of his son yeah. and enjoy yeah. a late night drink with him. And honestly, yeah. that really got to me. It makes you realise that... Dad! Dad! Jesus Christ. Get the shit out of me there. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, Dad, are you listening? Call me. (laughs) When is Father's I'm the eldest boy. I'm the (laughs) eldest boy. (laughs) It makes me think, though, that um, all the kids... Every every time the kids see Logan, they want something from him. Yeah. You know, they're just constantly, constantly trying to get something at the expense of the others. I thought that was really clever, that scene. And yeah, just the ghost of Logan Roy sort of looms very much in this episode. It was nice that he got a little goodbye as well, you know, a, a visual, you know, he was still in there. Mm-hmm. And, and it made me think when I was watching it, it's like, do you remember when they interviewed Brian Cox after the episode three? And they said, oh, what did you, you know, and Jesse Armstrong spoke about like when he had to go and tell Brian Cox in Soho. And Brian Cox's first thing was, will I still get paid for 10? (laughs) And we laughed at the time. He obviously did because he has still been in and appeared in every episode. In every episode? There's been a moment where he's been in every episode. Wow. That is impressive. Whether, whether living plus. Yeah. Um, He was at the funeral. Was did we see, did we see him? You did see him. Blinking is that his, him? Is he in there? <laughs> yeah, he was in there. He just wasn't in the coffin. There's a shot, I think, where they're entering oh, the yes. church. Yes, yes, yes. yes he's not right. got his goatee beard, but he's still got a mustache. And he also, just walks behind. Uh, even though we don't see it, did you? I read this thing that was saying that basically to avoid spoilers, they pretended it was Ewan's funeral they were filming. Ah, so that's what were a lot of the flyers, a lot of the, the in case the press saw them. So he, Logan would have was on set filming that, 
Amazing. But they just wouldn't have used any of the footage. Amazing. Which is uh, really clever because they would have had to get paid for that. I read that they didn't even tell uh, the actress who plays Carolina why she was at a funeral until they started filming. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we digress. But, yeah, that that just made me laugh. Um, that the, the, Brian still gets still makes bank, baby. He does. Um, the house always wins. We didn't, we, I thought it was, you know, Skarsgård, let's just kind of doff our cap to, to Alexander Skarsgård mm. for an incredible kind of supporting role. One of, one of the best, I think, you know, pretty much a scene stealer in every, in every scene he was in. Yes. Um, yeah. Didn't get used hardly at all in this episode, but I no. think they, they didn't need to, you know, um, it, the the one scene we did see him in was where he ran panicking into well Gojo's equivalent of a boardroom, which is always just some kind of lounge area where people yeah, like yelling at everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that was if that was they they had to spitball then and decided that Tom should get it. And it was the only way of kind of like yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, he he's been such an incredible presence in since Logan died. I think he has been framed as this antagonist. But between him and Mencken, you've got these very different male figures that could inherit power this season. And other yeah. kids are sort of like, you're not my dad, you're not my dad. But I think the clever thing was with this episode, as you said, he's not in it. We didn't see Mencken. What we got was a real focus on the kids and how the relationship between them was always going to stop any of them getting what they thought they wanted. Like yeah. most of the reason, even when it was breaking down, most of the reason Shiv wanted it is because she didn't want the others to have it. And it's just so like, they really, they were smart. I've missed that Jerry's not been in it a great deal. I've missed that Marsha mm. didn't come back or Ewan didn't have much to do this episode. But yeah. you can see with this finale, like what Jesse Armstrong thinks the show is about. It's about these children. Mm-hmm. And it's about their inability to, it's about their inability to move yeah. on from their childhood and, even Roman right up at the end, he's going, I know it's not me, but like, why is it not me? Like, I know it's you. I want you to do it, but why is it not me? I don't understand. Yeah. It's like, it's happened now. It's, it, you know, move on. It's okay. Um, it's re- I think it was really clever. And I think that's why I do think like, I'd be interested to what the reaction is. I think would be surprised if people didn't like it, but I do think it worked because I yeah, think Jesse I, knew what the story was. It was never about like, let's make this company really profitable. It's not that show really. No, well, it's called um, Succession. It was always about what it was from the opening 10 minutes, which was that Kendall thought he was getting what he was preordained to do. Um, yeah. I think if people don't like it, I get, I, I would just say, don't get hung up on <laughs> why didn't Jerry and Roman have sex or, you know, yeah, why yeah. didn't, why didn't Greg, do this or do that. I think, I just think, I just think, you know, and I'm just trying, trying to take a bit of perspective about it because it's so easy to get giddy about finales just after you've watched them and, and in hindsight, oh, I just got excited. I don't, I can't think of anything I didn't like. And, you know, mm, what, I summed, feel. what summed it up for me was the shot of Tom and Shiv in the, in the, in the limo at the end where no one seemed massively happy. You know, Tom, mm. Tom kind of started growing into it a little bit and he very kind of like... He was great. He was 
I mean, he's had one fuck of a season, uh, Matthew McFadden. I mean, unbelievable. No wonder he, you know, have you been following, do you follow Keely Hawes on Insta? No, I only just found out. Well, no, I think I do now because I only just found out they, they go out. They're married with kids. I didn't know this. Did you know? They, were on, they, they, no. they met on Spooks, on the set of Spooks, like back in the day. They've been he, married. To, they've been married for years and years and years. I mean, he's done amazingly well for himself. Oh, incredible! But also, he's such a dreamboat. I is he okay? Well, I, he's not my type actually, but I just think God, he's so. I'd love to be friends with him in real life. I'd, just well, hang out. Look at, look at Keely Hall's Insta. They've been on holiday in Italy for I've, the past couple of weeks. No wonder. Yeah. And she's like, she's, she's, and Matthew's quite happy with like getting the occasional cameo in the, and the old reels and stories and stuff. Love and every that. now and then you'll just like pop, you see him like smiling from the corner. It's just like, no wonder you're smiling. You're sat there knowing that you're the fucking yeah. CEO of Waystar Royco, my friend. Oh, just, they must have a great life. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they get their shit, but you know, the bodyguard and succession and spooks and I'll take all that. I'll take all of that. No, I bet that holiday paid for itself. Exactly. But I love, I loved seeing Tom ice people out when he ascended. Even Stewie's like, hey, let's do business sometime. He's a bit like, look, I know I was no one's choice, but I've played this well. Yeah. Um, and I loved the the scene in the limo with Shiv. This yeah. real. So- I saw someone summarize it really well on Twitter where they just said that, or the, the way they're choosing to read that is that um, Shiv chose to be her mum so that Kendall didn't have to be their father, if that makes sense. Ooh. I thought that was quite a, I thought that was quite a nice way of putting it. Yeah. She broke the wheel. Yeah, she did. That's a good point. She, she, also, I think maybe she's like, look, what do I want for my kid? Yeah. Right. Well, it's better to be, it's you know, in- like you said, it's better it- to be the CEO's wife than to be like the estranged ex-wife, single mum of the CEO of Waystar Royco. She doesn't want to be, she doesn't want to be her mum eating the end knobbly bits of bread. Having to save the crust of the bread in the freezer. There's this thing, yeah. I mean, I think it's in in a lot of shows, but particularly on this and kind of Game of Thrones, weirdly, anything where there's about power and inheritance, where it's like every generation thinks they can fix their parents' problems. They're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that mistake. And I still, I think it's deliberately ambiguous, just her thought process. But I think, yeah, as soon as it became between Tom and... Kendall. I think as soon as she knew Tom, I think, but do you know what I was thinking about a few times when we've done the pod is it's always been, the show's always revolved around Shiv and Tom. Always been them. Their marriage was the big center point. Now we know know why. Yeah. The the thing is, they're the connective tissue because they're the ones that are, they're the only people in a relationship really Hmm. that we see. And we've seen it weather all these things. And I thought a few weeks ago, I think about three weeks ago, I was like, I, I think we talked about it last week. I could see it being a bit gone girl where they stay together because they're like, we're both absolutely shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But together we could actually cancel each other out and, yeah. and maybe we're better together because we're the only, we, you know, we're letting ourselves be awful. And that that felt apparent in this episode, this idea of like, we make a weirdly good fit. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I, I loved like- I loved it. I just I, it would have been so easy for it to be a violent, uh, volatile divorce. And instead they did, you know, in the premiere when they met Nan, Shiv's like, Yeah, I'm gonna divorce Tom. It'll make our position look better if we acquire Pierce. Well, she, uh, or I mean, PGN or whatever it's called. It was interesting that the conversation between the only conversation between Shiv and Tom, actually, in this episode was where Shiv phoned him up, basically asking to get back together. Or you know, yeah. And Tom he was like, Tom was like, no, I'm not sure. Was that before? Maybe. Was that before his conversation with Matson or after? I think it was before. I seem to think. I can't remember. I just remember she called him, and I thought. Oh, it was it was when she went on the plane to the mums. She was on in the in the plane. Yeah, so so, so it was before it was early, before all of that. Yeah, so at least yeah. you know, at least Tom's been honourable and he's not told any lies. Really, I'd be interesting but to know. Yeah, I'd be interested to look back actually over the scripts and and the storylines to find out has Tom ever lied? He's because always it's always been, been pretty a- honest. Well, I think he's, he's, I think he's very vague. I think he's, you know, like literally the art thing in this episode. (laughs) The colours go. The colours go. Lucas is like, what do you think of it? And he goes, well, I mean, you know, it's the colours, you know, it's so, it's like a raw starts test, isn't it? It's like, you don't want to say the wrong, oh, it's angry. No, it's not angry. It's passionate. Oh shit. But I think that's, he's shown who he is. And I also, we haven't really talked about the, article about Shiv and Lucas with the cartoon. Yeah. And where and it looks like she's manipulating him. She said to him and to Menken, like, I can be your puppet. Yeah. And the media have, probably because she's a woman, said, Oh, there's a woman pulling the strings. And I think Lucas hated that. Even though, yeah, he doth protested a bit too much, didn't he, about how cool he was with that and how much he can laugh at himself. He and- doesn't want her I said this earlier, but he doesn't want her coming in and going here's what you need to do about the Indian numbers. He doesn't want someone who's on his case and who is right. He wants someone to tell him when he's right. And Tom will be, you know, a pain sponge or whatever he was described as. Yeah. Tom will withstand it. And yeah. People are like going, oh, that's Ronnie again. I'm just looking at Twitter in, light, in real time. What happened with Pierce? What about the frozen bro- bro- blood bricks? Talk about pointless storylines. I don't think they were pointless storylines. I think they served character. Pierce is still there in the ether. That's part of like maybe in a year's time, Ken, Shiv and Roman bury the hatchet. They've got piles and piles and piles now. They're billionaires. Yeah. You know, let's not forget they've I not they've not lost they they haven't lost their fortune on this. They've just in, they've just made billions of dollars each for off the back of this yeah. deal. So I they may all- go and buy Pierce in a year's time. That but the frozen blood brick thing, I thought was just a good that just showed that Matson was not the great uh, woke um, kind of uh, clean revolutionary revolutionary yeah. with all he was. He's actually a fucking weird. Series. I think to the, on the peers thing. I mean, I think if you're watching this show, cause you want to watch one billion dollar company buy another billion dollar company, like this is not the show. I mean, that go, is the sort of billions. Yeah. Or just read the economist or something like the thing about the, the whole storyline with PGN, the way I read it is, they are trying to play at Daddy Logan. They're trying to just think it, they think it's a game of saying the highest number. There's a reason it was in the premiere and it never really happened again. Right. We start Mm. with these three thinking they can play at CEO and Logan being like, you just bought a company at like double the value it actually is like you're, you're idiots. Congratulations on saying the highest number you fucking. That's how you get to the conversation in two where he's like, you're not serious people. Right. 
you just you just knew that eight came after seven and nine comes after that. That's not being that's not having instinct. It's not that's being not astute. Having, yeah, yeah, and it's not taking the pulse of like what's happening in the world. And so I think, yeah, you know, look, do, do you really want to? That's not what I just don't think you tune in to go. Well, I can't wait to see them sign the contract and then merge their portfolio. Yeah. I mean, it's not as if anyone said, hey, we haven't checked in on the cruises for a while. I'd love to know how they're rehabilitating their image after the scandal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're so used to these things being put in front of us and thinking that that's what the show is about. I mean, it Mm. sort of just isn't, is it? No. AOB, any other business at this final uh, board meeting of uh, Sound of Succession? Well, I mean, I'm really good at it's over. Because I'm I loved it, but, but in the nicest, uh, in the yeah. best possible way. I, I don't think a fifth season yeah, would have worked. Sorry. I, I don't think a fifth season would have worked. It would have been too drawn out. And it, it's, they've been hitting the same beats all along. And I think in, in retrospect, this show is going to make a lot more sense when you see what it's been telling us, like what it is focusing on. Tom and Shiv, all throughout this show, it's been them. It's always been about them. And so I wonder if, yeah, other things like Kendall's rehabilitation or Roman's sort of attempts to step up look different in 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 um, in light of what we've learned in this episode. But I thought it was just superb. I just, oh my god, last what? order of business. Go on. Amazing scene with um, Carl and Frank, where they're like, "What do you think, golden parachute?" And they go. What do you say to one last rodeo? Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? <laughs> I loved really- that. I just, I was like, of course, this is the thing. It's happened to Jerry. She get, gets her big payout yeah, and she's done. And then it's suddenly, it's like, well, I could well, be maybe tempted not. Back. This is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, um, what about you? What, any, any top line thoughts? No, just, I'm just full of gratitude, really. Like a, like a good old alcoholic that I am. I think just, um, just full of, just to, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. It really has to, yeah. To you know, that's why we do this. It's why, yeah. It's what I've made a career out of doing is the fact that I just fuck it. I'm just such a fan of wonderful, wonderful television. And thank God there are people like Jesse Armstrong in the world who are so creative yet so driven to get it on paper and 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 make it happen there's a great article that i tweeted out the other day in the guardian over the weekend about how it came how it came to be and how yeah. long you know this started off in like 2008 or something like that and yeah he said that every script has 50 drafts which is just unheard of and absolutely fucking mortifying to anyone that's ever tried to write anything um so i'm just kind of like just so pleased that it exists and that one day my kids will watch it and get the same pleasure out of it because it yeah. it will feel timeless that the the smartphones will look different and the suits will look silly but but the storylines will remain the same i think um final thing to you chris on the santa succession what's the best line ever in succession to you oh wow do you know, I think one that I really like that I use, <laughs> I use in, in my day-to-day life, uh, actually I think sums up what the show is about. If you cut the show open and sort of fold it out and it's something yeah. that Greg, Greg says to Tom in the season three finale, what am I going to do with a soul anyway? 
love that. I like that. That's a nice Absolutely. line. It's just funny. It's so absolutely love that. I'm just trying to find the actual quote that I just don't want to. I don't want to get misquoted. I don't want to get misquote him. Although I can't find it. It was. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Hold on a second. Um, you're busting here, guns in hand. Now you find they they've turned to fucking sausages. That to me was just such an evocative, brilliant visualization of something brilliant. And that summed up succession to me. Just like silly, yeah. angry, uh, and brilliantly written. Uh, I salute you, uh, Jesse Armstrong and Brian. Amazing Jeremy show. And Snook and, oh. I don't know. You know, it's funny when a show like this ends, because I think it's captured such a specific portion of like, broader culture it feels like the, the defining show of the trump era i think someone called it recently yeah um power money corruption bastards it's so interesting i just don't know what the next big cult show is going to look like it won't look anything like this no but well who thought that who thought that, that that a business show i know would be the successor to game of thrones yeah where there's no one to root for no one to like i just think it's been such a success and i think even yeah i just it's just it's it is such an inspiration for people i think because i think whatever you think about where this show's gone or what it's chosen to focus on you can't deny that it's been done with such precision yeah. jesse armstrong knew what he was doing the whole time and not that's not true of a lot of shows some shows spin and they flap their wing they, they flap their hello westworld hello lost yeah, literally, right? Because they had to work to unreasonable standards, their budgets, the like, you know, Lost had to do twenty-two episodes a year. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah, and so I think it's a real. This is what it looks like when you can apply conviction to every step of the process, and 100%. and also when you believe in, never, when, you, when you believe in your story makers as well. You know, I'll never look at a large bag and not think ludicrously capricious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> ludicrously capricious bag you know you these things get put into your into like like lexicon don't they yeah, yeah. so i'm so sad it's over and barry is the finale of barry also went up overnight so we're going to watch that tonight oh, i'm some i'm i'm some some way behind that that's for sure just similar thing though similar idea it's bill hader knows what what it is and it's it's weird it doesn't work the way that most shows would and it doesn't go where you think it will but it all makes sense and i yeah. i just think oh man what a fucking time to be alive what a time to do this for a living oh precisely. um well that's it another series uh under our belts joining thrones joining the oa uh succession is there it does mean that there's a gap we are going to be thinking about that over the coming weeks with as we mm -hmm. mentioned before next week we're doing the um Live stream of the uh, final episode of Game of Thrones, The Iron Throne, season eight, yeah. episode six. Then we're going to take a bit of time off and regroup, and but we've got some good plans uh, for Dragoncast. But we do need to have a think about what shows we're going to cover. If you've got anything that you'd like us to take a look at, you know what to do. Get in touch, Dragoncast at daftdoris.com or Dragoncast underscore pod on Twitter. Also, so people should let us know what shows they're excited about. Yes, what's coming, coming up? up? What, what it's, it's very difficult. Um, do our jobs for us i can't tell for example should i be watching the idol or is it a bit gross i think i'm gonna hate watch it mm. Rob's i'm gonna, not watching it i'm gonna he recommend watch a show 
you won't be able to recommend this show, uh, but I will recommend this show anyway. Uh, Silo, which is on... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Apple we are going to watch that. We are going to watch that. Which yeah. is on Apple TV+. Plus. I didn't realise it was... I read the books like decades ago, uh, The Wall Trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. Watch the first You're episode into it? Last, the yeah. fact, watch the first episode last night. Very, very good. Very yeah. good indeed. Yeah. Very Westworldy. Yeah, I'm I'm in the mood for a sort of puzzle boxy kind of thing. Yeah, it's very much like that. Um, So, okay, until next week, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Succession. Uh, We're going to go back to being called Dragoncast now. Uh, Here we go. Laters, haters. This is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie E. Stan. Chris Mandel is part of the Dragoncast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off.